Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deadly Nut of Butter podcast. It is, uh, well, it is I, Deadly Nut of Butter. And if you're new here, we, uh, well, not we, sorry, I basically talk about whatever I want, however I want. Sometimes talk about video games, sometimes talk about entertainment stuff happening in the world, uh, Twitch, you name it, technology, I'm all about it, baby. Let's go. So, finally, we got some good fucking news today. And by today, I mean on Saturday. Uh, got approval for a new camera. A new camera. And it's going to be, it's, it's a ball and ass camera. We also got approval for new podcasting equipment. Not like we had old pods, podcasting equipment, but podcasting equipment nonetheless. And this is like very top of the line type of stuff here. It's, 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 it's really good. So the camera, the camera we're looking at getting. It's bonkers, man. It's bonkers. It's a cinema grade camera. It does not fuck around. It will eat your face off and shit in your mouth. It is a beast of a camera, okay? It's a full frame. It's got 15 stops of dynamic range, shoots 4K at 60 frames a second, and Ultra HD at 120 frames a second, as well as 1080 at 240 frames a second. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's 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 a game changer. Like it's really a hell of a camera. And the camera we have now, and the camera, this camera is a Sony FX6. The camera we have now is a Sony SF5 Mark II. Uh, it's a good camera, but we need to expand heavily more. And with the big difference between these two is obviously the uh, stops the dynamic range. The fact that this is a full frame camera and our camera we have now is an APC sensor size. So it's a little bit smaller than full frame. Basically your entry level DSLR sensor size, but you know, it shoots really good video. But the, all the problem with it is, is like, it's a really old sensor. I think the sensor in that Sony camera, the FS5 Mark II, I believe it's from like a, it's like a 2011 sensor. It's an old sensor, uh, but you know, they, put it in the new body. And the thing is though, the sensor, while it may be old, the uh, processing equipment and technology within the camera is better so that you can get more mileage out of the sensor. It's a, it's a nice way to not have to keep uh, making new sensors every camera entry model. But you know, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, obviously a newer sensor is better, but how much better versus the cost type of deal. Anyways, the, the new FX6 cinema Sony camera that we're getting is a full frame sensor, which is huge. Like, I don't think anyone out there who doesn't take photography or video seriously uh, underestimates the power of a full frame sensor. Better low light performance, better image overall. Like, you cannot tell me and with a straight face and say the bokeh is the exact same on both uh, sensors. It's not. It's it's clearly not. The, the way you can separate your foreground from background with depth of field is just, it's far more superior on a full frame, far more. I used to be, a, I used to think that, you know, you know, an APC, that was a, that was good enough. That's fine. You're not going to notice that much of a difference with the full frame. But once you shoot a full frame, you will know where that money went. You know what I'm saying? It is just, ooh, ah, it's beautiful. But, you know. The thing with this camera is we can get even more mileage out of it. Like it's not just like it is good the way it is, but once we add in a monitor to it, ooh man, we're talking some serious 
cinema grade quality footage. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Uh, obviously, the FX9, the camera that's a step above shoots in 6K, which would be cool. But I, no, <laughs> like I don't think it's too much. It's too much. It's too much for me. Uh, 6K. I don't know what we'd even use it for. Like, obviously, taking 6K and, you know, converting it to 4K would result in a sharper 4K. But most of the time we out <laughs> we output 1080p from a 4K anyways. Well, most of the time I uh, personally export like 2K. I, I don't do uh, 1080 anymore because I like the look better. Uh, that's just me. That's just a very pretentious thing about me. I guess you can say, but it's just, it's such a good camera. And like, you know, the price of it is, it's not cheap. Obviously a camera of this grade is not going to be cheap. It comes with the lens, a good lens, a very good lens, actually a pro, uh, you know, this lens is, this. it's, you're not going to need, well, I wouldn't say you're not going to need another lens, but it's a good lens to have as a video lens. Uh, but with the lens and body, uh, it's going to be like $7,200. Now, you might be thinking, holy fuck, that's expensive for a video camera. And you're absolutely right. It is expensive. But the thing is with like the mirrorless cameras, all the rave these days is the mirrorless cameras. And they're great. They're fine. They, they, they do really well. They do probably about the same quality of footage from this camera. But the biggest difference between obviously the price is a huge difference. Like you can buy a Sony mirrorless camera for maybe 4000 You save a couple thousand dollars. But... The problem with that that camera is a lot of the uh, the output that it says it can do. It needs a monitor for, so you need to spend you know eight hundred, six hundred dollars on a fucking recording monitor, which we have and which we will probably spend again because I want the maximum out out of this camera. But it's not the point. Just to get the in body recording, the internal recording from this camera onto a mirrorless, you would need a recording monitor, most likely. I'm speculating simply because I haven't looked it up, but that's how it's always been. Because like, why else would you buy this camera versus the other camera? So you spend $800, $600 on a recording monitor on a body that costs you $3,000. So you're already looking at $3,600, $3,800 right there. Then, oh, it gets better. The limited options in microphone cap, uh, not cap, uh, capabilities. So... This, the FX6 digital cinema camera we're looking at getting, has XLR inputs. Fantastic. We use XLR microphones. Got to plug them into that bad bitch. We're good to go. Has phantom power in them. It has everything. The power of the microphones. It's, you know, it's, a, it's what you would expect in this type of camera. The Sony mirrorless camera, or any mirrorless camera, has just a little, little microphone jack. That's all it has. Just a little itty bitty thing. And... You're supposed to be able to run with that and just use that. Now you can get like a, a shotgun microphone that mounts on the top and then buy an extender cable and that's how you do it. But it's just, it's so not, those microphones are fine, but for the type of work that we do in marketing, we need, we need better. We, we can do better and we need better. So we go with like obviously really good shotgun microphone. But, you know, XLR required, and this is what this camera do. So what we would need to do if we got a mirrorless camera is buy a external audio recorder that has XLR inputs. Now, uh, the one that I use for my personal work and have used in the past is a Zoom HN6. 
believe that's what it's called. Or HN4. Sorry. Uh, there's probably another model that's called HN6. But and you get two uh, XLR inputs. So you just plug those bad bitches in. You have phantom power on them. You got to put your double A's in it. You're good to go. There it is. But, you know, it's another couple hundred bucks right there. So you have that. And then you have your damn uh, cage. Yes. You have to have a cage. Now, I don't know. Because, like, you have your external audio recorder. You have your monitor. Where are you going to put this? Like, it's not. it doesn't mount anywhere. There's no mounting points on the Sony mirrorless camera, except for the or hot shoe. And that can only, that might hold what? Maybe like one thing. Maybe the monitor. Maybe the, uh, the audio recorder, but basically you're gonna need a cage just to mount everything on. And yes, there are absolutely cheap cages out there. However, are you really gonna trust a cheap fucking cage with your expensive camera body, your expensive audio recorder, your expensive monitor recorder? I don't think so. I don't think so. And then you have to worry about battery life. And the battery is a huge, huge issue. Uh, the mirrorless cameras, they have... Okay, battery life. We have a Nikon Z6, and it has it's okay battery life wise for photo work. But when you use like the electronic viewfinder, you have that on constantly, and you don't put it in sleep mode. You do. I do notice the drain in batteries very, very quickly uh, compared to like our 850s, which don't rely on an electronic viewfinder. It's just straight up, you know, how a normal SLR camera would work. So the, like, mirrorless, you would have to, like, obviously buy more batteries. Like, no, there's no other way around it. And another annoying part about the mirrorless, and this goes for digital or DSLRs as well, uh, is the 30-minute recording limits. It's so, like, it, it's so, it's not the biggest deal breaker in the world. But when you do long interviews and they're in the middle of speaking and you're, like, at 15 seconds left of recording time out of 30 minutes. Uh, it's it's a bit odd saying, hey, hold on a second. I got to restart recording. It's just like you, it breaks them out of the mood. Uh, it breaks them out of the flow. And it's just like a really, it's just an inconvenience. And they do that. I think I've read somewhere, probably false information, but I read somewhere that it's because of a tax in the European Union that if it's over 30 minutes, you have to tax it as a video camera. So I, I believe, like, it, it sounds plausible, but again, I don't really know. Uh, I just wish they would get rid of it. All I would actually pay, if, I wish, you, I don't know if it's impossible, but to pay for the ability to not have that. Like a firmware upgrade or something, this, I don't know how much it would cost, maybe a couple hundred bucks, but whatever. So you would have to, like, it's just, it's it's bad. I hate it. I hate it. I'd rather just set it up and go, you know, not have to worry about it at all. So with the battery life dying quickly, you can. I have seen them. There is an adapter. You can buy an adapter made by Sony that, it, that you can put four batteries into, and then it has an adapter that goes into the body. So now you have another thing you got to put on your cage and rig and outfit. So... And like, you know, each battery is, of course, not cheap. You buy a hundred bucks, 150. I would imagine at least the Nikon batteries that I bought in the past were about a hundred bucks a piece. And the adapter, I believe I looked it up, was actually $300, 400 something like that. It's something stupid amount. So, you know, you buy three extra batteries plus the one that comes with the camera in a mirrorless and you're looking at, you know, 
what is that, 300, 300, 600 bucks right there. So you can see how it adds up very quickly, very quickly. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing what the cost of the uh, Sony mirrorless would be. I'm actually going to look it up right now. I got, I kind of have it pulled up. Um, okay, so body only for a A7S is is thirty five hundred dollars so that's body only so that's oh we have a recording kit right here uh let's do base actually sorry base with an equivalent lens it doesn't seem to have one maybe this might be it okay so six thousand dollars with the exact same lens actually that we're getting you can see the reason why you would go with the other lens now obviously there's a huge a size difference like a mirrorless camera one nice thing about it is small, compact, easy to carry around. It has nice dual features. You can uh, obviously take photos and then, you know, obviously do video. But, you know, mainly it's it's small, which is really nice. But, I mean, $6,000 and then you have to buy a bunch of accessories to outfit it to become like a good cinema video camera. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. Now, for a lot of other videographers out there who have a business to where they do video and photo, this is obviously a no-brainer to do. Like, I, I no way I would convince someone who does both to, who has their own business, of course, that does both to buy the Sony FX6 over the A7S 3 Like, there's no absolute, there's, that'd be a dumb fucking decision, but here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, and I love this part. This is, this is it right here. This is the main reason why some people buy the... A AX6, sorry, not AX6, sorry, FX6. There's too many acronyms going on here. I don't know. FX6 over A7S. It's the look. It's it's a hundred percent the look. Like you, you like the look is everything. People like to know they're being like imagine pulling out your little mirrorless camera for a video shoot. Like if the client might be like, What the fuck, bro? I, I hired you to do a video thing. They understand video a little bit they know they can do video their phone and they might know movies they might know dslrs they might know something but when they hire someone specifically to do video and you pull out a camera that's equivalent to something that they could use it it was like hey why are we paying you and i can do it type of deal and that's just how it is that's just the way some people think that's the way how it operates in the world if it's it is what it is so that's another big factor right there that some people who shoot professionally have to think of obviously the a7s does just as well as probably the fx6 100 percent. i wouldn't doubt it but it's the look it's the look that matters the most you don't show up to any job without you know looking like you belong you know what i'm saying like everyone's got the uniforms at a workplace doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter what uniform it is but you show up and you look like you're doing the job and the part if you show up on a video shoot with an A7S, it's a little weird. Like, you know, like a lot of people say, like, you know, you can do just as good photos with a iPhone or Google Pixel or what have you smartphone. It's absolutely 100% true that you can do that. But you show up to a client shoot with an iPhone and charge them a premium. Yeah, you know, it might not end well for you at all. So that's another big factor here. Now where I work at, we do a lot of shoots, a lot of marketing shoots, and image is, it's an important part. It just is. And the last thing I want to do is spend a bunch of time assembling a camera like the A7S 
into a video camera on location. Now I can hundred percent just, you know, set it up in the office and then go, but it's also a video. It's also a stills camera. So why would I just leave it as a video camera type of deal? That's my argument there, but you know what? It's not really, I'm not spending the money on it. So why not? And I also did, there's a smaller version of the AX6 called the FX, sorry, not AX6, FX6 called the FX3. And it's a mirrorless size camera. Like it looks like the A7S, but without a viewfinder. And it's definitely, it's it's still a cinema camera, but it's much smaller. It's got the form factor of a mirrorless camera. And I actually priced it all out for everything to get to the point where it could do what the AX6 could do or sorry, FX6 could do, it would be the, the exact same cost of $7,000 as the uh, one that comes with the lens. The exact same cost. It's truly uh, interesting how that happens. But again, like, why would I, like, there was no other reason to get the FX3 because you need multiple batteries, you need the battery kit, you need all this shit to make it be more usable for what we use. Because we do some long shoots, like today, for example, uh, we did like literally from nine, 9 a.m. I want to say to about three 30, we did a whole marketing shoot where we did photos and video to set up shots. And it's just for like B roll and, you know, general marketing purposes. But, you know, I got to set people up, got to do this, got to do that. And I had one giant battery for my FS five, FS, FS five Mark two had one giant battery lasted all day. It's fantastic. It's what I needed. I had one giant battery for my recording monitor, lasted all day. It's fantastic. And so that's what we need. So I don't want to spend a bunch of money and a bunch of time having to re recharge four batteries for an adapter kit for the FX3 when I can just buy one giant battery for the FX6 and roll with that. It's beautiful. It's just, it's just the way it is. I, I rather have convenience. And not even that, but it looks better. It just looks better when you hold it in your hand and you're actually using it and you actually look like you're actually making some type of high end uh, movie, if you will. And it, it actually does look like that in the end. Yeah, I make it, I make sure it looks like a fucking movie cinema quality. I'm not about showing off like some DSLR S quality uh, video, but yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the new camera we're getting. Now, I did say we we're also getting some new podcasting equipment. And this podcasting equipment, too, does not fuck around. It is this best. It's the best shit you can probably buy. And the crazy part is I was like, oh, fuck. This can cost like 10 grand easily. Easily cost $10,000. But no, no, not even close for a uh, three person setup. It was like. $3,500. I was shocked. I was shooketh. I was like, holy fuck. I, I didn't realize it'd be like, obviously, it's, you know, compared to some of that, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's hella cheap. And this is, I'm the, I didn't choose the, uh, the bullshit gear either. Like I got the road podcaster mixer station. I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Basically you can put an SD card in it and it records directly onto it. You can also hook it up to computer to record to a computer, uh, backup, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's really cool. But the microphones that I picked out are also the Rode uh, RE20s, which is probably the, I don't want, like, it's it's like the Shure SF7B, but 
I don't want to say better. I'd say more suited for broadcasting. This microphone obviously can be used for podcasting and my and broadcasting, as we've seen in many podcasts. Uh, Joe Rogan, for example, I think Pat McAfee uses the Rode or RE20. Uh, there's probably a couple other podcasts out there that I can't think of that use this microphone that I use. The Sure, uh, many many Twitch streamers use this microphone, so you can absolutely use this for a podcasting streaming microphone but it i think the road is probably going to be better suited for broadcasts only and this microphone the sure has many many other uses use uses besides a podcast like this or any podcast or any stream uh you're basically i wouldn't say wasting money because it sounds fucking great it sounds so good so full so mm, i can't describe it so so good but the RE20 can probably do the exact same sound quality, but only f- it's just more geared for broadcasting stuff. So I'm really excited about that, too. Even though I don't know my relationship with our podcast is going to be at that time, I hope I am a host of some sort or something. I'll probably be, I'll probably be more on the technical side and editing side, which is fine. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really excited about those two things. I, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. it. It should be good. But another reason why we get another camera is because they want a video aspect of the podcast. I don't know if it's going to work well or not. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know if, like, the video component is that big of a deal for a podcast. Like, obviously, for, you know, if you're doing something live or... Uh, on Twitch or have a visual component to a podcast, a heavy visual component. It, you know, I don't think it's necessary. Like I think Joe Rogan is probably the, I bring him up a lot because that's what I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that's like a model of what we're trying to create, but he was brought up a lot in the conversations of generating this podcast and how the format would be the flow. And it turns out we're not doing anything like Joe Rogan do like a professional development thing, but people know Joe and they know his podcast. They know his video element to his podcast and that's what they kind of want. But I think for a visual element, it's probably the most boring part about it. Like it's so underutilized. Like, I, I, I used to listen to him a lot. And if I went to YouTube to listen to him, like I just throw the video up and then do work. Like I just, I didn't watch it. I just had it for an audio. That's all I did. So I think that's what, uh, I would say, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Actually, you know what I would, I would, I bet let's just say that I would bet that the general audience who watches and listens or used to listen to Rogan's podcast on YouTube probably just did it and just threw it in the background and just listened. They didn't really watch it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I think that's, that's obviously fine. I think using YouTube to, uh, get your podcast out there, or any podcast out there as a way to market it is smart. So it makes sense to put it out there, but I don't think that the video component is as necessary as they think it is. Like, I think people are going to either listen to it or not listen to it. And they're not going to go, Oh, wait, I didn't listen to it, but I am going to listen to it now because I can watch it. It's so much better. No, that's not going to happen. So we'll we'll see. But we have to have two uh, cameras set up. Probably. Actually, I would like one camera. Really, <laughs> as bad as it sounds, I want three. I want three cameras. I want a wide shot. I want a tight shot on 
the host, I want to tight shot on the uh, guest and they can go back and forth. We reestablish. Oh my God, it'd be beautiful. I love it. I love it. But unfortunately, probably not going to happen anytime soon. So two cameras will suffice. I, if anything, I can do a wide shot and then maybe a tight shot on the host and then bounce back and forth that way. Uh, sorry, not the host, the guest, because that's obviously the most important part. But we'll see. Uh, and again, we're getting a new monitor with the camera as well. And what's really cool about this monitor is I have to look it back up again because it was like it, it was a new feature that they recently added to it that I was unaware of. But it acts as a video switcher as well. So you can actually switch back and forth between the two cameras once it gets all hooked up and everything. So uh, theoretically, I could set it up, hit record. Both cameras are recording to SD cards as well as to the monitor. And I can just sit back and tap on the monitor when to go back and forth between the host and the guests. So if the host is talking, I go to camera A. And when the uh, guest is talking, go to camera B. And then I take that and then just go export it or import it in Premiere to clean it up a bit and then export it again. Good to go. So no other post-processing needed. But, you know, just in case I fuck up somehow, uh, they're recording to SD cards and in the cam individual cameras and we have a, a good backup. But yeah, that, I think that's going to work decently. Like, I don't know. Like if I did this podcast and did it on video form, like would people be more interested in it? Uh, I would venture to guess not a hundred percent. Like it's this like, there's not a strong visual component to this podcast whatsoever. I think the only thing I could have shown was the camera, but I mean, it's, it looks like a cinema camera. It looks like a, a it looks like, it looks like a video camera. It looks like a camera you could see on a movie set or a documentary. Like that's just what it looks like. Uh, mirrorless camera. It's a small camera. It looks like a point and shoot, but you know, you get the idea. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But the, uh, the road podcaster station, I think that's what it's called. I'm gonna look it up again. I want to make sure I got that name right. It's going to be one of the, I've never even known about it. Like I, when I was, uh, looking it up, yeah, but road pod roadcaster pro is what we're looking at getting. I think this is the one. Yeah, it's definitely one, but it is a recorder and you just set it up and you set the mics in it, put in a micro SD card, hit record. Good to go. You don't need to hook up the computer or anything. So I was, I didn't know this thing existed until when I was looking at pieces to put together for this equipment. And I saw this, I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. It's got four separate headphone jacks as well. You can individually put levels on. I mean, it's, it's everything. I think any serious person who's doing a podcast would need. Now, obviously the, uh, when I was originally putting stuff together, I was thinking I would have to buy a bunch of equipment because I didn't know this existed and have to individually put some microphone preamps out there so they can all listen to themselves and not listen to or listen to the host and themselves. Uh, oh my God. And then a mixer and, you know, all this stuff hooked up to a computer. Uh, no, uh, apparently not. Like Rode is on it with this. I think Zoom also made a model too, but the reason why I'm going with the road and it's a stupid fucking reason, but there's presets built into this thing for the RE 20. And I was like, hell yeah, let's just do it. Let's just go ahead and do it. It's got presets built into it for people to sound as amazing as they know they do. So that's the way we're going to do it. And I can also hook up to a computer, which is really nice. So I can have that micro SD card into it recording to there and also record directly into the computer as well, which is super beneficial for a backup reason. Now, what's probably going to happen is what's happened with this mixer is the 
computer probably is not going to pick up on, let's say, the four inputs. It's just going to pick up on the one input, which is fine. I mean, it's better to have one input than, yeah, it, it's just the way it is. Like my mixer picks it up as a microphone input device. So if I put, you know, iPad through it, music goes through it, uh, another audio device, the computer, my computer is just going to pick it up as one microphone device and it's going to pick up everything which is why i had to get a audio interface for discord that way i can just i can it's it's very very fucked up but basically it separates my voice and actually has two tracks so before i would set it to where the mix the mixer to be the mic input for discord and what discord would be like would be like okay everything going into this is uh, you want in here so if i had a game going it would pick up the game very clearly, but you know, the game, uh, any music, pick up the music very clearly, but you know, you don't want that. You don't want that in your discord. So I had to get the audio interface so I can separate the two and it worked out well. And I was afraid that I might have to do something like that again for this podcast because I would have potentially three people at maximum for this, uh, for this podcast. But thankfully didn't have to do that at all. So uh, the Rodecaster Pro. It looks pretty sweet. It's got some sound pads on it. I mean, it's got just about everything you'd ever imagine on uh, an audio mixer, but with recording capabilities. So uh, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I can't, I kind of can't wait to get my hands on it, uh, set it all up. Now, obviously, the uh, biggest, well, not obviously, but the biggest issue we are going to have right now is just a proper recording space because bureaucrats <laughs> politics just don't want to fucking deal with it you know like goddamn uh you want this but you don't want to give up the space for it and then we have no space for it besides a noisy ass room with a bunch of air like there's the there's like an air conditioning vent unit thing going on in our office it's huge it's loud it's annoying uh, imagine the worst fan noise in your life amplified by five. That's exactly what it is. It is terrible. It is awful. I hate it. And they want to put a podcast together and we have nowhere to go. And it's certainly not going in that room. Like, can you imagine having terrible audio like that or a podcast? It would be bad. Like my room writing my podcast right now is definitely not outfitted for this but it is much better than what my office is and it, uh, no i'm just not gonna have it so hopefully we can get a space that's dedicated to the podcast a space that we can sound uh proof a little bit better put up some sound foam it'll be good it'll be good but yeah so <sighs> new uh video hopefully soon i'm doing i'm still working on the outrider script uh i was somewhat happy with it I was like, hell yeah, we can start doing it. But I was reading it over. I was like, wow, I'm really unhappy with this. So I'm going to try to fix it up a bit more. Oh, then get to recording. I think you guys got to kind of get the feeling of how I feel about the game from what I've said. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that's coming down the work soon. I'm going to wrap this up, guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening to the Deadly Nutted Butter podcast. If you like what you heard here and would like to see it in a live format version for like hours on end at a time. Most likely. Uh, check me out at twitch.tv slash deadly nutter Most likely playing this week Scavengers. It's a new Battle Royale S game. It's PvE, PvP, crafting, uh, 3v3, or not 3v3, but you know, three uh three man teams. Uh, it should be somewhat decent. I played the test version of it a while back. 
I uh, couldn't stream it or do anything with it because they're, you know, they didn't want you to do that. But because I did that, I have access to the early access uh, starting the 28th. So probably be streaming that, probably playing that for a bit. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I, I thought it was fun when I first played it, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anyways, check me out. Twitch.tv slash Deadly Not a Butter. Thank you all for listening and hope to see you at the next one.